I'm Sandy Kozell. 21 biker group members are now charged in a deadly shooting in Maryland. Heading out today, we're expecting extreme heat this weekend. How to stay cool? I'm Melissa Howell. 75 degrees in downtown Washington at 3 o'clock. CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by NHTSA. I'm Tom Foti in Washington, looking for relief from the heat. Most of us are, but only some of us are likely to see any real soon, mostly in the east, after some possible triple digits today. Correspondent Elise Preston. In New York City, the Cavello Center is providing relief and fellowship for older adults. 81-year-old Jenny Rodriguez is encouraging her neighbors to stop in. There are so many seniors across the country at risk of uh, heat stroke and heat illness because they don't have anywhere cool to go. To. I always tell people that I know, even people in my building, oh, you know, come to the senior center. We have air conditioning there every single day. We sing, we dance, we enjoy ourselves. Why are you stuck in the house? In the West and in the Southwest, that heat is also helping to fuel wildfires, dozens of them in Texas, including a major one near Dallas-Fort Worth, while in Mariposa County in Northern California. We're the top priority fire in the state right now. The wildfire just southwest of Yosemite sending up a towering plume of smoke, which has reduced visibility and shut down one of the main roads leading into the park. This latest threat comes just two weeks after flames from the Washburn fire came dangerously close to groves of the ancient giant sequoias. But today, firefighters are optimistic. Correspondent Tom Wade in Los Angeles. The World Health Organization declares the monkeypox outbreak a public health emergency. There are strains of monkeypox in Africa that are apparently more severe, and particularly if they affect an undernourished population. Fortunately, this is a milder strain, and to date, there have been no fatalities associated with monkeypox. Infectious disease specialist Dr. William Schaffner at Vanderbilt. At the White House, President Biden remains in isolation, but is reported improving as he recovers from COVID-19. His doctors think Mr. Biden's COVID is likely highly contagious. To Ukraine now, correspondent Holly Williams reporting on efforts to move Ukrainian grain to places that badly need it, especially some parts of Africa despite a war blockade by Russia. Russia and Ukraine agreed on a deal to release more than 20 million tons of grain stuck here because of Russia's naval blockade. But less than a day later, Ukraine says Russia hit the port of Odessa with cruise missiles, calling it Vladimir Putin's spit in the face to the UN Secretary General. Russia denies that it was involved, but has also been accused of using hunger as a weapon of war by blockading Ukraine's ports. Correspondent Holly Williams, this is CBS News. Never miss a moment. Top news from WTOP 24-7, 365. Listen on air, on Alexa, and on the WTOP app. It's 3.03 Sunday, July 24th, 2022. The high today, 99. morning, I'm Stephanie Gaines Bryant. The top local stories we're following this hour. Campaign 2022 on WTOP. Maryland's new Democratic nominee for governor, Wes Moore, is promising to work for all Marylanders and to take his Republican rivals seriously. 
plan on leading with a very clear understanding that every single Marylander is not just going to have a vote, but they're going to have a voice. The political novice beat high-profile Democrats like former U.S. Labor Secretary Tom Perez to cinch the nomination and take on Trump-supported Republican Dan Cox. Dan Cox represents the most extreme fringe of American politics, and simply put, he is so far outside of the mainstream that I believe he would be dangerous in the governor's office. A former combat veteran, Rhodes Scholar, and best-selling author, Moore has faced questions over his backstory, but has dismissed claims that he exaggerated his personal narrative. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. Other results continue to come in from Maryland's primary as more mail-in ballots get counted. In Maryland's 2nd Congressional District, Nicolee Ambrose is the projected winner of the Republican primary. She'll face Democratic Congressman Dutch Ruppersberger in November. In the 3rd District Republican primary, Euripsy Morgan is the projected winner. She will face Democratic Congressman John Sarbanes in the general election. You're being told to pack lots of patience if you're following the county executive race in Montgomery County. In the Democratic primary, it's a neck-and-neck -neck race between incumbent Mark Elrich and challenger David Blair. Heading into the weekend, Elrich had eked out a lead of just 0.3%, or less than 300 votes over Blair, as mail-in ballots get counted. There appears to be a long road ahead, though, as the counting of provisional ballots won't start until Wednesday. Then the last of the mail-in ballots will start being counted on Friday. Elrich said in a message late this week that more than 115,000 mail-in ballots were requested, and as of Election Day, only about 30,000 had been received. So we wait. But it's nature, and this is not a quick process. Reardon Sullivan has already been projected as the winner on the Republican side. John Aaron, WTOP News. Catholic masses used to, used to be celebrated in Latin, but Pope Francis limited the use of the old rite last year. It means some changes ahead for the Catholic Archdiocese of Washington. There are Catholics who still like to attend masses that use the 1962 Missal, which is said in Latin. To provide for that, Cardinal Wilton Gregory has designated three locations where that can happen. The Franciscan Monastery of the Holy Land in Northeast D.C., the Chapel of St. John the Evangelist, Parish in Forest Glen, Maryland, and the Mission Church of St. Dominic in Aquasco, Maryland. Latin masses are being banned in other parishes in the diocese as of September 21st. The Washington Post reports there are now a half dozen parishes in the Washington Archdiocese which still offer the Latin Mass. Sandy Kozell, WTOP News. Three ghost bikes will be installed this weekend in D.C. It's to commemorate the three cyclists who died this month after being struck and killed by drivers. Monica Morin, an artist and cyclist, says she was working on the ghost bike for Michael Randall when she heard about the death of Michael Gordon. The third, Sean O'Donnell, was killed this past Wednesday. The ghost bikes will be installed at intersections where the accidents happened in 2015 when Mayor Muriel Bowser's Vision Zero program launched. There were 26 reported traffic deaths. Last year, there were 40. Coming up after traffic and weather, nearly two dozen biker club members are facing charges in connection with a deadly shooting. It's 3.07. Hi, Melanie Funkhauser here, president of Fair Oaks Chrysler Jeep Dodge and Ram. 
This month only, factory order your new vehicle from Fair Oaks and save as much as $12,000 off MSRP. And during the Make This the Summer event, get financing as low as 0% plus a $47.50 cash allowance on new Rams. Lower prices, higher standards every day. Online 